You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald, and this is episode number 31. Today, me and Michael are getting pumped up about turkey season opening up here in Alabama. We know a lot of you guys are getting jacked about it opening up across the south here pretty quickly, so we thought we would have one of our buddies that can talk about turkey hunting with the best of them, and that is Mr. Adam Cruz. So if you love to turkey hunt, this episode's for you. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Know this song? Oh. All right, welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Parker McDonald. We just got some new equipment in. Yeah, we're sitting uh, here playing. We're playing with (laughs) everything. You might notice that that intro was a little bit different than normal. Um, I could have it up a little bit right there. Yeah. So, uh, any of you Kenny Loggins fans out there, hopefully you appreciate that. Top Gun fan. That's <laughs> that's one way to do it, I guess. Uh, so today we have not yet recorded the episode, so this is actually legitimately re-recording this right now. I'm going to turn this music off. I can't concentrate. Okay. Um, we're recording this right now, right before we're about to interview our guest for today, Mr. Adam Cruz. Some of you may know him as a co-host on another hunting podcast called the Down South Hunting Podcast. Um, some of you may know him from his work with the blog he was doing called Chase the Mountain, but we know him as our buddy that we shared Kentucky Deer Camp with. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. That was an interesting trip. So if you haven't watched that on YouTube, you should go back and watch that. Michael proved just how much better at deer hunting he was than the rest of us. Well, except for Jason. Jason kind of <laughs> threw us all the, under a rug. Jason took the cake on that one. <laughs> he took that one pretty 
pretty yeah. quick, actually. <laughs> actually, it was really quick. So Andy made it very easy on the drag out. Yeah. So if we, I don't remember. I'm sure we've talked about it at some point, but Jason killed a deer, a freaking giant. I mean, not a giant, but a good, respectable a really, yeah, deer. Yeah, it was a good buck. The first time he stepped foot on the WMA that we'd been hunting all week, he goes out there, sits on the ground on a soybean field, and the Joker made us all look stupid and uh, killed an awesome buck, and it ran, like, what, 75 yards away from the truck? Something yeah, like that. yeah, it landed, like, 75 yards. It was it was crazy. Um, so uh, that was, this is actually the first trip, the first time I ever got to actually meet our guest, Adam Cruz, um, in person, and what a cool guy. Like, he's just such a fun dude. Yeah. Um, he's a turkey killer, first off. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about a little bit of turkey hunting. And uh, he's a turkey killer, he's a deer killer, and he's just, he's one of those, he's just a grinder, you know what I mean? Like, he works hard, puts a lot of work into stuff, um, and just does a really good job. I really, uh, I really like Adam. Right. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he's uh, very uh, personable. Yeah, super personable. I didn't realize just how, how like just easy it would be to hang out with him. Right. Um, so if you're if you're listening to this, I'm just now realizing that we're getting some wind coming into the uh, sound system, which is okay. Uh, it's hitting the microphones pretty good, but um, we are actually at the archery park right now. We just shot Michael's stick bow a little bit and uh, good old striker. Yep. Yep. The striker. Does it have a name? Yeah. Uh, striker sport. Striker Sport, awesome. I think so. It's a sweet bow. It's a, it's a long bow. It's a cool bow. And so you're going to kill a deer with it this year. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kill all of them with my stick bow. All of the deer. Yeah. <laughs> In the first two weeks <laughs> on Bankhead. <laughs> Good luck, man. I hope you do. <laughs> I hope you do. Um, so let's talk about this. So open, opening weekend of turkey season was this past weekend in Alabama. Yep. We're not going to give too much away because I'm sure we'll talk about it in this episode. But you got to turkey hunt a little bit today, right? I did. I went to uh, I went with my buddy Brad to uh, his piece of property, and this past weekend he'd had a, a couple of encounters with a with a gobbler, and um, and just wasn't able to seal the deal. And we went early this morning. I think I woke up like four thirty, met him at five thirty, and we were in the woods a good bit before daylight. And uh, we went to a couple of different spots, um, did some calls. I think it really was just too cold this morning. Um, I mean, it was like 29 degrees. My my windshield was frosted over. I was like, these these jokers are going to be <laughs> hanging out up in the tree for a little bit this morning. Yeah, by the fireplace, yeah. probably. And they they really they didn't answer. They didn't answer any of the calls this morning. Uh, so like maybe like around 8:45 or 9, uh, I ended up leaving because I had to put up a fence. I have to build a fence in my backyard. My dog keeps getting out. So um, so anyways, I, I went back to do that. He asked if I wanted to stay a little bit longer, and I was like, well, I really need to go, you know, get this stuff done. We're supposed to do a podcast later today. So I went back and uh, then I uh, gave Parker a call because I didn't have everything I needed, and so I just figured that I would do it later this afternoon, finish up the fence. And so uh, we, you know, drove up here to uh, to the park and uh, started shooting. Well, then I get a text message from, uh, from Brad, and uh, he just uh, – he just laid one down. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was, was a really cool, cool story. I, I guess we can wait for the story. Until yeah, we can. We need to bit. get him on the show to talk about it because yeah. it's a pretty cool story. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, it was, fun. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And uh, man, I'm just I'm super jacked up about turkey season. I went this weekend, 
Um, and it was uneventful. I walked a lot, got stranded in the lake on a, on I a boat. I heard you paddled a lot. Yeah, we paddled a John boat a whole lot, and yeah. I'm not taking the blame for it because it wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell the story here in a little bit when we get to start talking with Adam. Yeah. But, um, so we know that a lot of you guys are probably pumped up about turkey season as well. And so I wanted to tell you guys about something that we're going to be doing starting this week and with this episode, okay? Or I, I say this week, this, this, today is what, Tuesday, the episode will drop on Friday, so probably on Monday is when we will actually start this thing, but I want you guys to be on the lookout, watch our Facebook page, because what we're going to be doing is a turkey call giveaway every single week of turkey season. That sounds pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Like, and I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about we're going to Walmart to get some, you know, $5 turkey calls and give them away to people. I'm talking about like, like companies like I talked to guys at Woodhaven Custom Calls and they're going to put in a pot call, one of their pot calls into this deal. Um, My buddy Locke Wheeler, who does the Strutcast podcast, Strutcast podcast, um, he uh, works a lot with T3 Custom Calls and they're going to do it. Some other people um we've talked to and and they're going to do it as well and so i'm just i'm super excited about it it's gonna be fun so watch our facebook page guys because we're going to be giving away these turkey calls and it's going to be really quick it's going to be a week-long giveaway and and then it's going to be over so you'll have um the way i'm setting it up is to where we have a call to give away every week through the end of april so um that's usually around the end of turkey season for most people um, it's definitely the end of turkey season. I think April 30th is the last day of turkey season here in Alabama. So it will definitely go up through April 30th. So watch our Facebook page. Every single week we're going to be doing these giveaways. We just recently gave away an Onyx Premium membership, um, just one that Onyx had sent us, and we gave it away. And it was it was pretty cool. I think Yeah, let us know if you like these giveaways. Not that we can do them all the time, but uh, we do we – do, do 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 them we do do them we do do them uh pretty pretty often and um i'm not going to give it away but we got another really 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 cool giveaway yeah it, that we're going to do soon yeah and it's going to be it's the icing on the cake i mean it is a sweet sweet giveaway it's a sweet giveaway and nobody's done anything like this before so yeah that i know of i'm pretty yeah. i'm pretty excited about it so here's i'll give you a little hint here's the hint I have a conversation with Greg Godfrey tonight to hash out all the details. So if you don't know who Greg Godfrey is, then you're not going to understand that hint, but I'm not going to give you any more hints than that. So going into that, we have uh, a brief moment just to thank our partners, and that is Tethered, who we just talked about. Oh, crap, I gave away my hint. So Tethered, (laughs) the saddle company, um, uh, Onyx Maps. That totally just messed you up, That messed me up, man. I gave away my hint, and I'm trying not to. Uh, But seriously, I want to thank Tethered, Onyx, New Breed Archery, and... Can we give even more hints? Yeah. We can. Well. What what do you want? You just named the other part of the hint, didn't you? Oh, I did. I did. I did. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know if I want to give this away or not. Um, I think it would grab everybody's attention. All right. Prepare to have your attention grabbed. Okay. I'm not going to give away everything, but there has been a conversation with not new breed, but a 
sister company of New Breed. Isn't that what you would call it? Yeah. Um, and they're going to be a part of this giveaway as well. The same one that Greg Godfrey is a part of. That's it. There That's it all I got. Lastly, go wild. Um, it's getting into turkey season. It's scouting season already. A lot of people are. A lot of people have been scouting, shed hunting. Um, yeah, I've just been working. Yeah, <laughs> I've been working yeah, for like I the past three weeks. I, I, we went out day. when we went out turkey hunting this past weekend. I had not stepped foot in the woods since Saddlepalooza, and we put nine miles on our boots turkey, chasing turkeys around in some really unforgiving land. I didn't really expect it. And also paddling a whole, a whole lot. So uh, I was out of shape, man. I have not been in the woods. But it is time to be in the woods right now, whether you're chasing turkeys, trying to look for sheds, um, whatever you're trying to do, there is a place for you on Go Wild. So you can go post your pictures, post your experiences, some cool stuff that's happened to you in the woods. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about the balloons. Have you yeah, seen that? I took a picture today. Did you? Yeah, found a balloon in the woods. Unfortunately... There were no beds. It no bug the, beds? It was in the creek. Okay, yeah. So, just, just yeah, a, no no bug beds in the creek. A coincidence. But, uh, well, yeah. I mean, thermals fall. I mean, they were hitting, you know, right yeah. there in the creek. So so if you haven't seen that, Dan Infault posted a, a video or a, a post on, on Facebook about finding balloons, like those aluminum foil balloons in the most prime bedding areas having to do with wind currents and thermals and everything and just being like those prime locations. And so – uh, but anyways, back to go wild. You keep getting me off track, Michael. Hey man, I, I keep looking at you. Out the balloons. I keep looking at you. And I don't want to talk about buck beds. Um, but we uh, we we really do appreciate all the support that Go Wild has given us. You can go on there, post your pictures, post your recipes, post whatever you want to, and see whatever you want to, because it is it is just awesome like that. It's just a cool place to hang out. Cool place to make hunting buddies, make friends, and uh, have cool conversations. So make sure you check out Go Wild. Michael, do you have anything else? You know, I never do. You don't? No, that's true. So let's get into our conversation with Mr. Adam Cruz. All right, on the line now, we got Mr. Adam Cruz. How you doing, Adam? Parker, I am fantastic, man. It is good to be on the show, and it's good to be talking with you and Michael. It's uh, it's always good when I get to talk to you, man. Like, um, you are one of the most, uh, let's see, encouraging. You're an encouraging fella. So I think the other day I texted you, and it's like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna, I don't think I'm gonna have a great turkey season this year. And you're like, oh man, no, you, you're gonna, you put in the work. It's gonna be just fine. I was like, man. Thanks, Dad. I really appreciate that. <laughs> That's good. But uh, we were just talking about, we just recorded the intro a second ago. We were talking about uh, the Kentucky camp that we got to share, even if it was just for a couple days, um, where we really got to got to hang out with you for the first time. Where and, Parker uh, almost tried to kill you. Yeah, I tried to kill you. <laughs> hey, at least it was, I think that was more of a, a nature thing. Or it maybe was. God letting me know, hey, I need to get my life together. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, sometimes I really prayed. I really sought the Lord um, and said, you know what? If God, God, if Adam's not right with you right now, let's just make sure he gets right. <laughs> let's just throw down a lightning strike right next to him. <laughs> that almost worked. That's cool. All right, so Adam, today we are talking about turkey season. Um, I know you're a, you're a turkey killer. Would you would you qualify yourself as a as a turkey killer? Oh man, I think I've went through periods of my life where I say, yeah, I'm a turkey killer. 
I'm a turkey wannabe killer. If let, let me let me clarify. If I got the right property with birds, I clear I say I'm a turkey killer. Right now, man, I'm a struggling turkey hunter. <laughs> so <laughs> so what what's your I know like last year, was it last year was when you started doing public land stuff? Yeah. So last year you started on public land. You killed a bird last year, correct? On private land. Oh. <laughs> in my backyard. Dang, that man. Was I was trying to I, I was cheating, dude. <laughs> I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Golly. <laughs> it didn't work. No, I had to resort to like going to Easy Street. <laughs> That's awesome. We're headed down south real quick. Yeah, dude. Our uh <laughs> our this our we're outside at the archery range right now and the wind is just howling. And we were like, oh, it'd be cool to do a podcast outside. We're going to do it outdoors, shooting our bows. And, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a good idea. Um, so so you started to hunting public land turkeys last year. Uh, what are, are your plans to hunt public land this year? Yeah, man, I've got access to some private properties. It's just a, a lot of driving. So I choose to hunt public because of how close it is to home. And as you know, all the sporting events that go on in, in life with young kids just makes it a little bit easier. So I have accepted the challenge once again of turkey hunting public ground rather than leasing and paying a ton of money. I don't blame you, man. That's uh, that's kind of that's really our outlook on on deer hunting and turkey hunting for me. Like I, if I had, you know, if I had a farm or or family property, like. I would hunt it. That's for dang sure. I would definitely yeah. hunt it. And if somebody invites me to go, I'll hunt it. The reason I hunt public land um, started because I was just, you know, I was I broke. I don't have any family money. The rest of my family's broke. Like, it's not like. Or you get kicked out of your hunting club for killing too many deer. Yeah, I never had that problem. <laughs> See, like, I, that just wasn't me. I didn't me. have that one either. That wasn't me. I would love to have that problem like you, Mike, but I just, yeah. <laughs> I just never have had but that. But evidently, I can only kill them in those clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I struggled this year. Yeah. Which I bounced around a whole lot. You did. I, I didn't stick in one place very long, so I you think did. that was half my problem. So that's the good thing about turkeys, though. For me, especially on public land, uh, maybe you're the same way, Adam. Like, it, when I've been, I've been used to hunting turkeys on private land. That's how I started, where you have just a certain amount of property that you can hunt, and if they go off of that property, well, then you're done. You're, you're, you're not – you can't keep chasing them. You can't – you can keep calling them, but – Pretty much once they get off of it, you're done. Um, on, on public land, though, it just seems like I have bigger pieces that I can hunt, and I can really start bouncing around and start chasing the things. Uh, have you, Has that been kind of your experience too, Adam? Yeah, man. It just opens up the possibilities to, to so many more birds. Like you, you mentioned, I used to hunt a few private properties around where I live now, and all of those birds had a habit of roosting where I had access to hunt and legitimately would fly down straight off into some ag fields where, uh, where other landowners had, had property and have access to hunt it. So that was always really discouraging. It'd be like, okay, well, if they didn't fly down on my side, you know, the hunt's over until midday and they break up and you can call them back in. Uh, so it's nice not to have to worry about that. I can just, I'm kind of like you. I jump, I jump in my kayak and now that I, I got a motor on, it's going to make my life a little bit easier, but I can just zip right down the river and, and get on some more birds and whether or not I'm successful or not, man, that's, uh, that's all, uh, I guess, depending on how you want to define success, but I'm, uh, I'm just happy to be on birds, man. I, I count it as a success. If I, if I hear bird gobble, I get to work that bird, no matter whether or not I kill him, I've had a really dang good day. This is a heck of a lot better than 
you know, the alternative of working or whatever else you might be doing. I totally agree with that, man. Any day you can go out there and, and chase them, it's good. I'm not necessarily good at it, but uh, it, it's easy to get discouraged during turkey season. Sometimes I wish I would have never started, but um, it is always – it's always fun. It's always really fun whenever you can make it successful. Um, so, so speaking of that, you got, what, like a week and a half before your season opens up there in Tennessee? Yep, and Juvenile opens up this weekend, so I plan on taking – both of my kiddos out we got one that's 12 and one that's seven uh they don't normally hunt with me throughout the season but they're all all game and, and ready to go on juvie hunt so we're going to do a little camping on some public ground a couple hours away from here and, and go hit the birds up that'll be fun man it, it's funny yeah. you mentioned to me i'm not going to mention it here where you were hunting at uh this <laughs> yep. weekend um but you mentioned it to me, and literally I had a conversation with Jacob Myers from the Southern Outdoorsman, and he was telling me about that place. And he was like, but you not, you better not ever say that name anywhere else. You better, Nobody needs to know about that place. <laughs> and then I you think, said uh, it. I think I mentioned it to Jacob when he moved into town. So oh, really? I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have mentioned it to him, but he would have figured it out, man. Golly, he's man. He's, he's being, being a little bit greedy with the spots, isn't he? Hey, man, I don't think anyone's greedy with that spot. Everybody knows about it. Okay. Well, we won't say it. I won't say it just to preserve my friendship with, with people. Um, I, that I just here. don't understand why people want to hunt in the mountains of East Tennessee. It drives, you know, but it's fun. There's a lot of, but that's, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. See if, yeah. I get, <laughs> see if I can throw people off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the mountains. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mountain birds are great. Yep. So, uh, so you're going to go out to the juvie hunt this this weekend. Um, have any of your kids ever hunted turkeys before? Yes. My youngest had an opportunity to uh, sneak up on a small little flock of gobblers last year, man. And that whole ninja sneak at six years old, dude, he just was tore up and loved it. Oh, now, man. Yeah, our schedules didn't line up to where he could do it again with me, so – uh, because of ball and stuff so he missed all the rest of turkey season and every time i'd go like want to go behind the house he he wasn't game for that so anyways my other kid uh, my oldest aiden is 12 and he's shot at two birds and missed both of them and he's only been hunting three times and it just doesn't phase him that much he, he hasn't caught the bug uh, but he definitely would rather go turkey hunting than deer hunting so he did take after me in that respect. i'm i'm right there with you on that one or him yeah, yeah. michael michael's not a not just more about deer yeah yeah deer just gets me all fired up turkey i don't know i, I mean i don't know I have you ever heard one like it. i know me and you went last year um have you ever heard one really like commit and start gobbling and no. doing it, doing its thing no not yet dude that'll get you oh, dude. It'll yeah get you. man yeah it, it to me man there's no comparison like if i could pick i'm, I'm gonna pick turkey every day if i have a chance to kill a really good buck versus a gobbler i'm talking a two-year-old i'm not talking about a, a huge one i'm talking about a two-year-old man coming in on a string like let's say he's coming up behind you so you can't even see it but you hear him go 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 just keep coming keep coming and man you start hearing him spitting and drumming dude there ain't nothing like that i yeah, think that's, that's what i keep like that's what i keep hearing and uh i went this morning uh with my friend brad which he just sent us a text here a minute ago and said he got one um but uh, that, I think that's going to be my best chance to go with him. And uh, he, he tried to put me on one last year um, after he'd killed a couple, and, uh, and I wasn't able to do it, wasn't able to 
to get on any any gobblers. Wait, we had some hens coming to a field, but that was it. Y'all did today? No, this was last last turkey season. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, you didn't tell me about yeah. that. I got some film, on, some of the film done on my good camera. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Okay. Cool. I was gonna say, man, Michael, when you have that chance, that uh, that opener, when you get one in range and spitting and drumming and gets you all fired up, I hope you remember me. Give me a text <laughs> so you got yeah. it done. <laughs> hey, hey, it's you and everybody else I've talked to. I mean, everybody. It's, everybody, everybody says it. It's so like, crazy, man. Know, like, man. it drives me. Like that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I love it. I love to turkey hunt, but it is the most frustrating sport and also the most satisfying sport that exists like it's a really good way of putting it it is it is so freaking frustrating you will like the last day of turkey season pretty much every time i'm excited i'm like yeah it's like christmas it's like it's like the opener the, the last day is like the opener for me because i'm like finally i can be done with this but like just to give you an example adam did uh this past weekend we hiked nine miles um and heard i heard one gobble all day in nine miles of hiking. And then we also – so have you met Tyler yet? I have not, no. All right. Well, so Tyler Tyler's just Tyler. We say that a lot. He is who he is. Well, he had this just absolutely mind-blowing idea to take his 25-horsepower motor off of his new flat-bottom boat and add two trolling motors. And <laughs> – and he was like, oh, it's going to be the best. It's going to go eight miles an hour. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get anywhere we need to go. Well, the first day, the battery died uh, three miles back, <laughs> and we had to paddle his John boat back to the boat ramp for three miles. And uh, so we were already wore out. Then the, the second day, he went and bought another battery. He's like, I'm going to run two batteries now. So he went and bought another battery. The second day, um, it died about halfway back. <laughs> so... We had to paddle another mile and a half on the last day. And uh, and then on top of that, hiking nine miles. So it's just like crap like that that makes turkey season really frustrating. Tough. Yeah, it makes it frustrating yeah. for me. Yeah. Because it seems like there's that's a lot more happens. of that. Yeah, I think there's a lot more of that in turkey hunting than there is deer hunting. It's there like, is. oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see a deer, but nothing crazy generally happens like that. <laughs> It's so true, man. Like, I feel like if I'm ever going to find a dead body, it's going to be during turkey season. Like, I, just because weird things happen in turkey season. Like, things just suck most of the time until you kill that bird, man. And then once you kill it, you're going to be like, I. You're going to be like Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Once you kill that bird, dude, that first one, it just, it's like, uh, I don't even know. Like, I can't compare it to cocaine, but I'd imagine it'd be pretty close to the same. <laughs> I would say that's pretty dang close. Yeah. Adam, imagine that first first deer kill. Adam would know. Adam, is it pretty close to cocaine? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Going to plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it is a lot of fun, man. So, Adam, speaking of that, like just that moment where you got hooked. Do you remember like just that like come to Jesus moment where you were like, I'm going to chase these birds forever. Oh man, yeah, I got it. Um, so I started turkey hunting because when I was deer hunting, it was like prime time as a kid. I mean, we would go, we'd see 10, 15, 20 deer. Deer hunting was a little bit easy. I mean, if you want to kill a deer, you're going to kill a deer. Well, one day I'm sitting out there, never seen a turkey in my life, probably 12, 13 years old, and a flock of turkeys go by this field. 
And I'm like, what the heck? I didn't realize we had turkeys. So I started investigating, like, hey, is there even a turkey season? Found out there was. Man, the first first time I went turkey hunting, I loaded up with my granddad's old single shot uh, shotgun, old Savage Stevens, and I put buckshot in it because I had no flipping clue what I was doing. I didn't even know what a gobbler looked like. I did no research. <laughs> but I, I bought me a little push-button cost. I'm sitting under this tree, man, and – it, first day of season dude there's gobblers everywhere i'm like surrounded they're just going off and i'm like shaking like crazy just hitting this little push button and i remember reading something like okay call a little bit and shut up so i did that dude sure enough two jakes come right in front of me but i didn't know what a jake was so i didn't shoot these guys well make a long story a little bit shorter i think i went two or three more years without killing a bird and I met a guy uh, named David Elliott. He was, he's a barber in the town that I grew up in. And uh, David is a big-time turkey hunter. And I called David up and I said, dude, I want to kill a turkey this year. Can you help me? Can you just – I'm not asking you to take me. I'm not asking you to put me on a spot. I'm just looking for some advice. And he said, all right, man, this is what you're going to do. Go do your scouting. Go roost some birds the night before. Call me and tell me, tell me about the, the lay of the land and the situation, and I'm going to help get you where you need to be. So sure enough, man, I'm walking all through my fields, you know, got the owl hooter hitting that thing. Bam, I locate some gobblers. I get close enough to see exactly what trees they're roosted in. It's a perfect setup. Um, well, I didn't know that at the time. But anyways, get back home. I call David. like, hey, man, I got these gobblers or with some hens. And this is how they're set up. And David's like, well, you know, you got a situation there where they're with these hens. So it's going to be tough. So he gave me some ideas to, to mimic the hens and what they were doing. And by this time, I was actually pretty dang good with a mouth cock, so I could do just about anything I wanted to do. Well, my dad's not a, a turkey hunter. He's always been a deer hunter, but he's also been very supportive. So longer story short, he goes with me. He sets up on the left. I set up on the right. My four-year-old brother falls asleep behind us. There's three of us out there, and I'm calling to these birds, man just hitting it and i'm calling way too much most likely but i'm ticking these hands off they have they're mad these gobblers are gobbling their heads off and man this one gobbler comes just running in on a string and he's gobbling he's gobbling and i can't see him but by the time it's all said and done he is five steps from my dad's gun gun barrel and i'm like shoot him shoot him he's and he's he's saying no no we won't let you basically kind of whispering and man, this, this bird is legitimately just spitting, drumming, spitting, drumming, gobbling his head off right beside us. And as soon as he passes right in front of my bee, which it can't be more than two steps, I hammer him. And man, I'm telling you, like I grabbed that bird's feet and I had no clue that they still had a little life in them after there. You know, <laughs> they've been shot. And I, I basically blew this thing's head off because he's right there on my gun barrel. Hey, he now, just, were you still was, using buckshot or did you learn by that? This, <laughs> by this time, I'd switched over to some turkey loads. Okay. I think just like some the old cheap, what I guess is Remington Nitros now and some number sixes. And, but man, it that bird was flying around up in the air like a helicopter, like like he's gonna take my little fourteen year old arm off. <laughs> and uh, that right there, man, I've never been so excited. The adrenaline that pumps through my body has never got to that same level like it did that morning. And it it probably never will, but man, it gets daggum close every time I get a bird in, in tight and kill it. Now, that's cool. If I shoot a bird out to fifty yards, that's it's cool. And I don't, I'm not a, a hater, man. Like I got me some TSS running through my shotgun this year. If I have to shoot one at 50, I'm going to do it. But man, when you get them in 10 steps and they're doing all that crazy stuff, 
Oh, tears me up. I think if I was 14 and that happened, I'd probably be hooked too. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped and uh, and stuff just hearing you, you know, tell a story. So it, I can't imagine being there in person. I've heard people call it, just you know, I've heard a lot of people say it's like, it's the elk hunting of the South. Like, if if you want something that's close to elk in the South, turkey's it. That's what it is. Yeah. Just the chase, the pursuit. You hear them. It's exciting. It's like if you go out and deer hunt, you know, you you can't you can't ever know if there was a deer just out of view. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it it could be that there were you could have had 12, 12 booners within a hundred yards of you, but if they were behind the right cover, you never know. With turkeys, pretty much most of the time, if they're acting right, you're gonna know if they're there. And and it's just what keeps you coming back, man. It keeps you keeps you want more. It's crazy. My it first, is, man. I've, go ahead. I, I, I was gonna say, man. I've been elk hunting, and I will say this: that was a very good comparison. But elk hunting for me was on a completely different level because I legitimately thought I was having asthma attacks up there. Like <laughs> I was getting so excited. I was like, <gasps> maybe it was altitude. Yeah. I don't even know, man. But I was busted up. Um, yeah. Anyways, go back to your story. No, I was just gonna say my first turkey I shot with a thirty out six right in the chest. So. Um, and it was completely legal, legal, not illegal, legal. I was raising, <laughs> I was raised in Texas and you can hunt turkeys during, during deer season. And so deer hunting was slow and probably my best bird that I've ever killed was my first one. And I killed it with a 30 out six at like 10 yards. I still so, was close range. Yeah. I mean, I could have shot it with a, I could have shot it with a, a shotgun for sure. Um, but it, you know, I'm, so moving to the South for me was a little bit different because in in Texas, now don't get me wrong, turkey season is is a big deal. In the part of Texas I was in, it really wasn't. Like people didn't people didn't really care about about turkeys. I've heard a lot of people call them corn vultures because they just come and eat people's corn from their deer feeders. And and so it, it's a whole different story when out here it's like it's like the thing for a lot of people is turkey turkey season in the South. It's just a big deal. And so. The first time I remember, man, I was I was living in Georgia, and it was the first time I'd ever hunted Easterns, and I just got a wild hair to do it. I don't even know what it was, and I went in, and I had one of those moments like you had, uh, Adam, and I called this bird in from like 300 yards. I could see him on a ridge. Every time he'd get in the right sunlight, I could see him walking on this ridge, and so, I, you know, I hadn't really, I knew how to call because I did it some in Texas, um, but I didn't really know, like like the tactics of it, you know, like I could make the right sounds. I just didn't know what cadence to do or anything like that. And so I'm just sitting there, man, I'm, I'm sitting there like I'm something else because I got this turkey to gobble. And then all of a sudden he shuts up and he comes in, dude, at like like 12 steps. I had no idea he was even there until he started spitting and drumming and I looked over and then he saw me look over at him and he was strutted, you know, he was in full strut and like, it was like, and this was like the second day I had went out chasing Easterns, and I actually had a legitimate opportunity to kill one. And for me, dude, that moment was just like, yeah, I'm pretty much, I hate to say it, but I'm going to do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> Some days you're going to beat your head against the wall doing it. Yep. Just and, part of it. And that's it. So you mentioned earlier that you, uh, you're planning on, on using your kayak for, for, the, for the turkey season coming up, and you got a motor put on it. Um, did you get all that stuff all? I know you were having some issues getting it all together and get it getting it ready. Was that has that been fixed? And 
I am up and running, but I hope I'm not like you and the gang next weekend and out on the river and stall out. But I shouldn't be. I should be good to go. That's awesome. So you got so you joined the new canoe crew. I did, man. I joined your little tribe. The little the little club that we got going on, me, you and Walter. Yep. yep. That's and uh, I couldn't be happier, man. I took it out last weekend, uh, just paddling it. And it was some strong winds. I'd heard I'd heard people talking about how the frontier like would have uh, issues in the wind where it would kind of catch wind a little bit but honestly man i've had a bunch of different kayaks and that one probably handled it better than the others that i've had because of the way i guess like the hole is shaped man it just goes through the water so much better than any other kayak i've had it does it doesn't go super fast but it it does not like the tracking is so good like you're just not going to get off course it's not going to push you sideways um, it's a, it's a pretty sweet boat. And so you're rocking that with uh did you say you got a Honda motor? Yep. Got the Honda 2.3. Oh man. Have you, have you got that all? Have you gotten to go out on that yet? No, we'll, uh, next week. So okay. work hasn't allowed it. And then this weekend I wasn't really prepared to take the motor out yet. So I, gotcha. but I am now. So I actually have been spending like the last three or four days, uh, researching different small outboard motors that I can get. Um, I was going to go with the trolling motor route until that whole thing happened this weekend. And I was like, nope, definitely, <laughs> definitely going to go with the outboard. And so, uh, I'm, man, I'm looking, I got my eye on one that's in Huntsville right now. And all I have to do, I don't know, can, maybe Adam, do you know, can you sell, can you sell guns via podcast? <laughs> via podcast? Yeah. So I if I put a if, gun, if I put a feeler for something I'm trying to sell out on the podcast, <laughs> so that oh, I can I buy a totally boat legit. motor. All right. So I'm selling an AR. If anybody wants it, send me a message, and I will sell it to you for a good price. And I will Thank also you. be able to buy the motor that I want to get. Um, What's the motor? It is the Yamaha 2.6. I think. Nice, dude. I've heard so many good things about that one. Yeah, and it, the guy's selling it for yeah. a good price. So, the Yamaha, Suzuki, and the Honda, all three are just like right in line. It just kind of depends on what okay. you want to do with it. Yeah, I'm from what I've studied. I'm uh, I'm I'm hoping I can get on get in one of those before turkey season starts. Um, so let's talk about that about water access. Have you have you done a lot of water access turkey hunts in the past? Last year was my first time. Okay, and it was awesome because I mean you read strategies, tactics. I mean, if you've been turkey hunting for any amount of time and you've hunted around water, you know that you get on some high ground and close to water, and there's a really good likelihood, especially if there's food around and good habitat, turkey's going to be there. So honestly, man, for me, locating birds last year was super easy. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem I had was I couldn't zip up and down the lake or the river because I didn't have a motor, and I was kind of stuck to paddling around. And the other problem was, is if you're talking birds are roosting up high and you're down in the water, you got to get to those suckers and likely they're going to pitch off in a spot to where you're going to have to, you know, find a way to get, get on beached and, uh, and get to them. So that's pretty tough or can be tough. So this year I've come up with some strategies, strategies around that and hopefully I can help myself be a little bit more successful with the area that I hunt. Yeah. I've, I've noticed that I've noticed, um, a lot of times the access, on the roost, uh, especially early in the mornings, is a little bit difficult because it's tough to it's tough to stay out of sight, you know, because they're they're roosting close to the water almost always, um, yeah. and it, at least you know the the ones that I've that I've uh, had experience with. I know turkeys roost other places, but 
when you're coming in by the water, if if they're roosting, they're going to be pretty close. They're going to be somewhere close. And so um, that was that was something that I've realized that I'm going to have to try to figure out, even taking the long way around. Um, if I know, especially if I know the areas they like to roost in, a lot of times I'll just take the long way around instead of instead of maybe giving myself away. And I'll take the yeah. long way around and just get it from that way. But either way, I'm still getting there faster than if I, you know, if I tried to walk in and, and do that stuff. And so I, I, I noticed the same thing you do. Um, animals and wildlife just in general seems to gravitate towards the water almost always. Like all of yep. the spots that I hunt are full of turkeys and they're full of deer. They're full of pretty much anything that you can imagine that, that we have out here. And so I tell people all the time, man, if you're wanting to go, if you're wanting to start public land and you don't feel qualified, you don't feel like you're, um, maybe you don't feel like your, your skills are up, up to par, uh, try water access because it's, it, it takes a little bit of that pressure off of you and, uh, you still have to know how to do basic things, but, but you can learn all that stuff. And, um, I don't know if, if maybe you've seen the same thing, your, your sightings with wildlife go up since you started doing that or not. Um, yeah, man, it's it's so much. In some ways, I like it more because I enjoy the aspect of throwing in another little challenge and the ripple with the water. And I really enjoy kayaking. That's something I like to do, even if I didn't fish or hunt. This seems like the wildlife are attracted there. And then the other thing, man, is a lot of people are scared to get around the water, or they don't have any kind of boat or any way to get out there and get after the animals. So. Man, it just I think it lowers the, the amount of pressure, especially after opening weekend. It's like people say, you know what, I'd rather go to this WMA because I can just get off on this trailhead and I can start walking and make it a lot easier on me. I, I don't, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that because I would rather paddle than walk any day of the week. I don't know, man. I really enjoy the walk, to be honest. Oh, man, it's so much <laughs> more difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I hate it. I hate the walk. <laughs> I mean, well, I'd, go, about this. I, I'd go all summer and, and scow up there in Bakehead. And, um, I mean, I just loved covering ground. I, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. It's time to get away, get, you know, peace and quiet. And, and I don't know, you just get I mean, in a I rhythm. I mean, I like doing that. Just get in a rhythm and, and go. I, I don't mind doing it. I'm just talking about, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning, walking in versus paddling in or dragging a deer a mile versus paddling in now, a mile. Now, that's where you got me. <laughs> it's so much that drag, easier that drag out <laughs> it's terrible even with the cart i don't know what it's like i've never killed a deer on public land that i did not get to just paddle out well i'm with michael if i could take out the pressure scenario and there was no hunting pressure i'd rather walk and then i go kayak and fish and do all that other stuff on the side but seeing as there are there is a ton of pressure on public ground in, in most scenarios oh uh, man that water access takes a lot of that out of the equation yeah, it does. I love it. So we talk about it, and everybody gets a stinking kayak or a boat and does it. No, you uh, see, the, here's the thing. The I have seen people do that. I've seen people like, be like, oh, man, I need to try this. Um, but you still, man, you still have to be a grinder to be able to to be able to discipline yourself. It takes to do a lot it. of time. It takes time. Uh, you have yeah. to get up earlier. You have to get a boat into the water. Like, this is stuff that people don't think about, like getting it off a trailer or out of the back of the truck or off the top of your vehicle, it takes time. And and then all, aside from that, you've got to put all your stuff in the boat. And so it, it is harder. There, there's no doubt about it. You have to grind and you have to you have to discipline yourself to do it. Um, and I notice, man, especially when it's cold, I see more water access for turkeys than I do 
deer for sure because it's nicer out. You don't have to get out there before, like right before the sun comes up. Um, you can pretty much turkey hunt anytime you want throughout the day, and uh, and and have a decent shot at, at killing a turkey. But I see, man, I I just don't see people do it for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. Money. You don't have to have yeah, money. A, yeah. <laughs> well, that's definitely an issue, especially if they don't consider canoe and kayak. They right. think they have a John boat with a 25 horse on it that might cost them 1500 bucks. A lot of people don't even want to do that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, and that's why I did the kayak, because I just didn't have money. I didn't have spots. I didn't have a place to go. I have a kayak. I like to kayak fish. Let's do that. Let's try this out, and it's worked out. It's worked out really good. Hey, it does add some awesome B-roll. It does. We it did realize that. Does that. We did realize <laughs> that because my deer, <laughs> the ones that I killed, I was like, Parker, I, I, I can't just film my feet the whole way. Like, I mean, <laughs> you can only you can only have like a you know a few seconds of that. I mean, that's it. I mean, you're done. <laughs> no more B-roll. <laughs> no uh, more B-roll. He's like, why are you talking so much? Like walking into your spots. I was like, there's nothing else to do. I mean, <laughs> it's not like I can film myself paddling, film the water. You know, just the little ripples like you were talking about earlier. You know. I don't know. It's, it's just not, totally different. It's not yeah, as cool. It is. It is. Um, all right. So getting away from the water access, we we discovered why why I like Adam so much, and that's because he also is a water accessor. Um, so Adam, real quick, we're running out of time. Uh, I got I got two more questions for you. Okay, if you're good with sure. that. Um, yeah. What is your number one goal for this turkey season? I would like to see both of my children. Uh, both my older boys kill a turkey and not only that, but what I would say become turkey hunters. So have an experience kind of like what I did where they want to keep coming back for more. And that's my number one goal. That's good. I like it. It's not selfish at all. And I love it. I feel like my answers would be selfish. Hey, I've got selfish answers in there too. So <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, man. The, the number, the number one usually is for me to tag out. Like, and I don't mind, tagging out on all two-year-olds whatever like that's generally my uh my goal and never tagged out usually like three and two is my numbers okay that's a good the both of those are good goals um yeah i would say my 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 two-year-old's probably a little too young to to get into turkey hunting this year but um you know i i think that's a i think that's a good goal it's respectable and it's also it's also doable i think it's you know you give them a good experience in it and i think that uh Man, there's no reason why it shouldn't be the same way for them. I think my number one would just be to kill one myself. Yeah. <laughs> that That's, might be mine in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. goals are really easy to say at the beginning of the season. And then you get halfway through and you're like, yeah, I'll shoot a Jake. Which is, which is, <laughs> you get that right. Which is my goal. <laughs> like always. If I shoot a Jake, I'm okay. I'm all right with it. Um, yeah, don't, don't hold back. Yep. So, so Adam, the last question I got, you are a pretty seasoned turkey hunter. Uh, I feel like you have a lot of wisdom that you could share with other turkey hunters, especially younger guys. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give um, a new turkey hunter, somebody, somebody like Michael, who's a little bit green to it, who, who's hunted deer and, and just wants another chance to get out in the outdoors? What, what's a piece of advice you would give them? Quit your woodsmanship that you already currently have. Um, if, if you have it now, I'm talking to Michael, you know, I know he's got it, uh, right. use your woodsmanship to get in there close 
and be a killer and kill them and don't mess around. So I posted something on the Southern Ground Facebook page the other day. You asked the same question. And the piece of advice I, I gave was one that I learned from Andy Galliano of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And that's when you think you're close enough, get one tree closer because you're always going to need to. And then, you know, if you need to break out the calls, break them out at that point. Man, get in tight. Just don't get caught. Be a good woodsman. That's good. And so to that, I'm not going to I'm not going to ask you another really in-depth question. But when you say you go one call, one one tree closer, when you think you're close enough, get what was that? What you said? One tree closer or half the distance closer? Yep. Uh, one tree closer. One tree closer. Um, when you are when you're going out and it's early in the morning, the birds are still on the tree, they're still roosted up. Are you are you ever are you doing like soft yelps? Um, you know, are are you pretty much just trying to locate with owl hoots or or something like that? So now in this situation, I know where the birds are roosted, right? Maybe, yeah. You maybe okay. you maybe you maybe you hear one. Already. Okay. If I hear one, let me give you a couple of different scenarios. So if I hear one and I know the general area that he's roosted in, and I know that that property or that layout of the land, if I know where that bird generally flies down to, I'm heading in that direction, and I'm not going to make a sound. Now, if I'm in a new spot that I've never been to, um, I'm going to get in a situation to where I can get as close to that bird as I possibly can without him seeing me or me having a, I don't want to turn on any lights or make a bunch of noise. I want to stealthily get in as close as I can. And, and I do like to call to them softly on the roost in those situations. If I knew where he's flying down, I wouldn't. But in this situation, I would. And I would imitate, uh, to imitate a hen flying off the roost. Uh, do some cackling and beating the, the pants leg with a hat, making it sound like I'm hitting the dirt there and wings are hitting the, the tree branches. And uh, that's the way I would roll. And I would kind of go from there. Okay. I like that. That's one of the things that took me forever to really learn. And and, and, I'm, and I say that like I've learned it. I haven't learned it. Just kind of that whole like breaking it up by scenario especially, you know, it's it's a little bit easier for me when they're already on the ground, but when they're not on the ground yet, that is a, a, a difficult part to figure out. And so, uh, man, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man, and sharing some of that stuff, sharing your stories. That was a lot of fun. Man, it was. And let me give you one more. So okay. if, you, if, you, if, yeah. you're a, if you're a turkey hunter and maybe you're new to the sport, uh, start just trying to figure figure out the lay of the land understand the properties that you have access to hunt whether it's public that's private know every nook and cranny uh try to under try to think about different scenarios about how you would approach a bird and i really can't stress it enough you asked me if i was a turkey killer in the beginning when i may humbly say that i'm not but when turkey season rolls in and if you or me or we're piling out of the truck that morning i'm absolutely going to tell you yes i'm a turkey killer because i got one thing on my mind and that's legitimately the, to kill one of those devils because that's the way you have to have your mindset is break everything else out. Like no holds bar. Uh, if you got to crawl and sneak up on them to shoot them, do it. I've killed more ninja style uh, turkeys than and I can probably count. That's I love crawling up on a turkey. And I have uh, mo- a lot of turkey hunters are going to say, you know what? I'd rather call one in. I'd rather do this, man. I just won't kill it no matter what. <laughs> so. so So tell me this. You know, as yeah. far as deer, deer have, uh, you know, they travel a certain way. 
you know, certain places. Do do Turkey do that or like you know, I have no clue. Like using terrain features yeah. and stuff like that. I can let's take a, a really easy one to think about in a saddle and a terrain feature and how deer would take those saddles. Turkeys right. will do the exact same thing. So if I'm a new turkey hunter and I know turkeys are frequenting an area and I know they're going from point A to point B and I can get between them, I would definitely set up in a saddle for sure. I got a saddle in my backyard and that's how I killed a bird last year. Man, they travel right through the saddle of that yard. It's a a saddle you can't see on a map, kind of one of those Dan Infault saddles. You don't know it's there until you get there on the ground. But man, it is super evident and the wildlife just funnel right through that thing. So uh, yeah, and I, birds I, and, were roosting behind my house and got them that way. I see a lot of them too. To to what you're saying, you know, a saddle is a pretty, you know, it's a staple thing in the deer hunting world, um, and in the turkey hunting world. I see them also. I see a lot of turkeys travel transitions just the same way as deer do. Those transition lines, yep. and they roost up on those transition lines too, um, in my experience. So um, I always tell people all the time, like I I kind of just really hunt them like I hunt deer. If I find a, a terrain feature or vegetation change or something like that that I feel like would be good for deer, I'll I'll use that for turkeys as well because I usually find them there. Yeah. Yep. So, well, do cool. They, do they usually bed low or high? Like roosting. Roost. roost. Yeah. Roost. <laughs> we can't. Michael's trying to figure out if we can go out and find turkey beds. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're good climb, maybe we can use some of uh, some climbing spurs and we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll go high, man. <laughs> you pull, out, pull high. out the feather out of them. Hey, so if, if I'm on a new property, I'll look for like bluffs, stuff like that. Um, turkeys will get high and they can see, uh, you know, the predators around them before they fly down. Uh, so, if I've got a piece of farmland I hunt and a big hill above the guy's house, and these birds will roost way up on top of that hill in those trees and then fly down into the fields right. in the morning time. So if you've got like mostly uh, like a pine plantation and then you, you have your, uh, what is it, when they do like the 50 yards on each side of the creek, what is that called again? An SMZ. SMZ, yeah. So if you've got SMZs, you know, that run in between, you know, where all of these uh, pine hills are or, you know, do uh, do you find them bedding or bedding? <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. Do you find them uh, roosting like on the edge, on that transition, like in the pines where they fly down into the hardwoods, like, to, you know, like along the creek? Or do you find them like way up in the pines or, or how? Man, so I've never actually hunted pines. Uh, I guess I'm not deep enough south, but I would think uh, that they would fly down definitely the water scenario you got a creek nearby right man i'm i'm following that creek and i'm following that transition between pines and hardwoods for sure i would personally think that they would fly down towards the hardwoods and go in there because i think that's right where they're gonna find the most food right yeah that's what i've noticed i I would say pretty much the same thing yeah yep any other questions mike man i got a ton (laughs) i know you're i know you're short on time we keep we could keep talking about this i'm sure but uh but we'll go ahead. Adam, I know you got some, some stuff you got to go do today. But, man, again, we really appreciate you coming on the show, man. And uh, I know a lot of our listeners are going to really enjoy that. Man, truly a pleasure. P- pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs> treasure or pleasure, whatever you want to call it. You can call me a treasure. <laughs> I, you know, I, I mean, I don't like to brag, but I'm, I'm a treasure. 
Getting uh, to know you two guys has been a treasure and a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, Adam, you have a good day, dude, and good luck this weekend. I hope uh, hope your kids can get on them. Hey, same to you guys. Have a good one. All right. Appreciate it, man. All right, that was a great episode, great conversation with Mr. Adam Cruz. Again, we really appreciate you, Adam, for coming on the show. That was a lot of fun. Michael, did you learn anything that you didn't already know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we were <laughs> like just... Like what? I feel like we were just getting to the good stuff. We were we were just getting to the good stuff, man. It was getting really good. Uh, yeah. We probably we had some time constraints today. Yeah, yeah, we did. We had some time constraints. Um, so, funny story, I don't know if, if we mentioned this. I don't know if I got this on the recording or not, but um, if not, it, <laughs> Adam thought Adam thought we were just recording uh, or thought we were just talking about turkey hunting, like just having a conversation just, on the phone. He, was he didn't like, know he was going to be on. He podcast. didn't know he was going to be on the podcast. I guess I could have been more clear on that. Uh, I, I think I texted him and said, "Hey, you want to have a quick convo about turkeys?" So probably that sounds stupid. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm sorry, Adam. Again, I've told you like 15,000 times. I'm sorry for that. But it was a really good episode. I think sometimes, I know I'm a lot better when people just like kind of catch me off guard and I don't have time to think about it. Right. So uh, so I know a lot of you guys are going to really appreciate that uh, that conversation with Adam. Again, go follow Adam on social media, on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. See his turkey hunting goodness that he's about to be putting out there. Um, Tennessee season starts next weekend. He said juvie season starts this weekend. Um, our season starts in the zone that we hunt, um, primarily hunt. It starts the same weekend as Tennessee starts. So we're about to be, at least I am, I'm going to be in the woods a lot. Um, probably kicking myself forever starting turkey hunting. Yeah, I'll, I'll be up there with you. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. That'd be we'll cool go together. we can get you. Yeah, I'll, I can get some filming done. No, man, we got to get you on your bird. All right. That'd be fun. That'd be just as much fun but for me. But don't kill one before then. Since yeah. Brad got his, maybe he's going to uh, take me out and <laughs> let me kill one. Let me teach you something about turkey hunters, Mike. Turkey hunters don't, <laughs> when they kill one, they're not they're not <laughs> satisfied with just killing one. They're like, all right, time to move on to the next one. Uh, so hopefully he does that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I did put cool. him on a deer during deer, deer season. True. You so did do he, that. He killed a nine point. He's like, hey, man, how about we go up to Bankhead and you put me on a deer? So we go up there, I put him on a deer. We hadn't been there, no lie, 30 minutes. And, and he's already got a nine point on the ground. And I was like, he's like, man, he's like, you know, this was easy. And I was like, yeah, it's because, you know, all the scouting and hunting I did up in this area. That's awesome. He, he was, and he yeah. also killed. But he realized that. He told me again. He told me uh, thanks. And uh, he said, you know, he's going to try to get me on a turkey. So He killed a pretty freaking good buck this year. He too, killed didn't a he? huge buck. Like, was it like 150-something inches I don't know what it was. It was huge. It was massive. And he had another encounter. Um, he shot another one and, and tracked blood for a long ways. And I think it went off their property. Um, but uh, never did recover that one. But. That man's a killer. Uh, we need to get him on for sure. Yeah, that'd be, yeah we really that'd do. be cool. So, yeah, um, that's all we got for today. Again, we're going to be doing a turkey call giveaway on Facebook, maybe on Instagram as well. Um, turkey call giveaway every single week of the turkey season. So make sure you go and follow our page on Facebook. That is at Southern Ground Hunting. Also on Instagram, it's also at Southern Ground Hunting. Check out the YouTube channel. We're going to be producing a lot of turkey i can't say really good turkey content because i don't know that it's going to be really good 
Um, but it'll be entertaining, to say yeah. the least. It'll definitely be entertaining. Um, and that's going to be on the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. Um, got you, Artie. Hey, if you gave me a turkey call, that would be pretty entertaining. Yeah, that'd be, that's all we got to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm still trying to catch us up on deer season. We've put out, I don't know, like four, three, three so far um, that were after deer season already ended. Three different uh, deer kill videos that we've got. I still, I still have two. Um, one of them's already made. Your big buck is not created yet. And yeah. um, so just go and subscribe to the channel. Um, we've got a lot of momentum there right now. Go subscribe to that Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel, and you're going to see a lot of cool content coming from us. Michael, let me ask you one more time. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I'm freezing, dude. <laughs> it's cold out here. <laughs> let's it's get out of this shade and back in the sun. Let's shoot, let's shoot the stick bow again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Also, thank you to our partners at Onyx, at Tethered, at New Breed, and at Go Wild. We believe in these companies. We believe in everything they do. Um, so go and check those companies out. And look forward uh, to our you know giveaways. Yeah, the giveaway the giveaway is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Not going to tell you any more than that. So God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So remember to go out and exercise that dominion. We'll talk to you guys next time.